earned relief, and they would get it, once they did what needed doing. Master Jean Abregal sold the best salt in La Croissac. The flower of salt, he called it. None of the gray, ordinary stuff mixed in. "'Hello, you old thief,' Radcliffe greeted him in Breton when the fisherman came up to him. Abregal spoke perfect French, too, but he preferred the tongue he'd spoken since he was a baby. "'Your mat, Gastsaus,' he replied in that tongue. "'Cheers, whore of an Englishman,' it meant. Something like that, anyhow. Radcliffe bowed as if at a compliment. Abregal gave him a thin smile, the equivalent of another man's guffaw. He went on. "'So the sea serpents didn't bite you and the mermaids didn't drag you under, eh?' "'Not yet.' Radcliffe said. What have you got for me, and how much will you gouge me for it? Not so much, and it'll cost you more than you want, the salt merchant answered. Come have a glass of wine with me, and we'll talk about it. You want to get me drunk so you can cheat me easier, Edward Radcliffe said. Unperturbed, Arbergall nodded. Radcliffe went on. Well, seems only fair to give you a chance. How's your family? They are well, God be praised. Abregal crossed himself. So did the fishermen. They drank, they ate a little salt cod, maybe some of Radcliffe's, but more likely from a Breton fisherman. Both men knew about what the Englishmen would end up paying, but how you got there was part of the game. They swore at each other in several languages. Abregal called Radcliffe something in what had to be Basque. "'What does that mean?' Radcliffe asked. "'Beats me,' Abregal admitted. I never could make sense of that God-cursed tongue. But it sounds good, doesn't it? Once the bargain was sealed with a handclasp, Radcliffe paid the salt merchant. He and his men lugged crates of shining white crystals back to the St. George. Dealing with Jean, you knew the quality would be there all the way to the bottom of each crate. Some dealers would put the cheap gray salt below, hiding it with a layer of the pure flowers. You learned the hard way not to spend your coin with people like that. Some fishermen never learned, and so the bastard stayed in the business. "'All right,' Edward said when the hauling job was done. He was hot and sweaty as they were. Every little cut and scrape all over his body stung. If you worked around salt, that would happen to you. "'Now we've done the work. Now we can have a day of fun. Go back into town and drink and wench as you please. I'll stay with the boat. She's mine, after all.' "'No,' You go, father, Henry said. You're entitled to enjoy yourself once in a while. I'll stay. I don't mind. On such chances, worlds turn. Edward and Richard Radcliffe walked into a dive called the Salicornis. Along with a grapevine, the place had a bunch of the stuff hanging above the door. In English, it was called samphire or glasswort. In springtime, its burgeoning growth turned the salt marshes purple. The locals ate boiled, fresh samphire in season, and pickled it to eat when it wasn't fresh. As far as Edward was concerned, the locals were welcome to it. When he and his son went in, the most ridiculous argument he'd ever heard had almost reached the knife-drawing stage. Some Breton fishermen and some Basques were quarreling over what year it was. They were doing it in French, which neither side spoke well, but neither spoke the other side's birth speech at all. "'It's 1451!' the Basques shouted. "'No, by the Virgin, 1452!' the Bretons yelled back. 
Were you at sea so long your wits got soaked in salt and you lost a year? Picking his way through the chaos, Edward asked the tapman, Can I get myself a mug of red wine? And what are you having, son? Red wine will do for me, too, Richard replied. Here you go, friends, said the fellow behind the counter, dipping two mugs full. He wanted nothing to do with the shouting fisherman. But the Radcliffes couldn't stay out of the quarrel so easily. "'Here are strangers who care nothing for any of us,' one of the Basques said. "'They will tell the truth and shame the devil. It's 1451, not so?' Edward's hand dropped near his gutting knife, too. Not on it, but near. "'Well, now, friend, I don't mean to give offense, but I do believe it's a year later than you think.' The square-jawed Basque looked as if that knife had gone into his guts. The Bretons whooped and cheered. "'Come drink with us, truthful man,' they cried. "'Come eat with us, too.' Bide a moment.